It's the Real Estate Podcast, brought to you by ANZ Home Loans for financial well-beings. And welcome back to another episode of the Real Estate Breakfast for 2023, available of course every morning on iHeartRadio, Spotify and Apple and of course wherever you get your podcast from. And it's a Thursday morning, the second day of February. And let's just have a look at uh, next Tuesday of course, which is fast approaching with the impending RBA rate rise. I think the pause has been great for people to catch their breath, probably for the month of January. People have been saving as much money as possible for a little bit of that reserve. The question is, where is the rate rise number going to fall next Tuesday? Rich Harvey, what do you think? Oh, it's definitely a 100% bet that it's going to be a 0.25% rise. There's absolutely no doubt in my mind. I'm one of 40 economists that does a survey every month. I've definitely pinpointed at least one rate rise in February and followed by another one in either March or April. And then it's just going to depend on where inflation sits. If inflation's really stubborn and stays high, they'll keep needing to raise it, but that's going to create a significant mortgage pain. So it's going to be interesting to see how the RBA balances keeping the economy on track rather than crashing the property market. It's your weekday real estate breakfast with news, interviews and predictions every morning on the Real Estate Podcast. And Rich Harvey is back very shortly and we're going to be this morning having a look at China's reopening and what that means for Australia. What does it mean for the real estate market and the economy? So we'll be discussing that in just a moment. And also Boeing 747, I didn't realise that they were still making the 747s. I think that that probably came as a surprise yesterday when it was reported that the delivery of the final planes on Tuesday brought the end of an icon to a stop. And I think many people will have fond memories of the 747. All right, if you're celebrating your birthday today for the 2nd of February, happy birthday to you. You are sharing your birthday with Shakira, the Colombian singer who is turning 45. It's the main centre forecast. And to Sydney we go first. Good morning to you. A mostly fine and sunny day, expecting a high of 30 degrees. Melbourne expect late rain and becoming quite windy, a top of 23. Brisbane partly cloudy, but it should be mainly fine and dry with 31. And ditto on yesterday for Perth, expecting sunshine and your high of 35 degrees. We feature market updates, interviews and trends. It's your real estate podcast for breakfast. Well, the past three years have seen our international borders with China effectively closed with many long-term trading export markets completely shut off. And Chinese buyers have played a very significant role in the Australian property market. And with these border closures and lockdowns, the impact on the market has been felt quite Quite severely. And tourism and migration into Australia was significantly paused, which has significantly impacted so many Australian businesses. But now, yes, the good news China looks set to reignite the engines of economic growth once more. And to understand how this international dynamic is going to play out during 2023, we have Rich Harvey, buyers 
advocate and CEO of propertybuyer.com.au to share his insights as to what is likely to happen. And Rich, just how dependent is the Australian economy on demand from China for our Australian exports? Well, Australia is very dependent on exports. China is Australia's largest two-way trading partner and accounts for nearly one-third of our trade in the world. In the year 2020, our trade with China was $245 billion, and China is the sixth largest foreign direct investor into Australia. It pumps $46 billion into Australia, so it accounts for around 4.5% of total foreign direct investment. And with the Chinese economy struggling and the Chinese population housing market in in a potentially painful decline, it seems like the authorities in China are set now again on reigniting that engine of economic growth. I mean, China used to be the number one economic engine of the world, but with all these lockdowns, things have just really gone underground. And just the other day at the World Economic Forum, China's President Liu He said, China is now, quote, open for business. So what does that mean? Well, we've already seen a bit of a softening in the stance to Australia with our exports, which is excellent news for us. And it seems like their COVID zero policy has been put aside for now. And when China decides to do something like stimulate the economy, watch out, the impacts can be quite significant. Okay. And what's your take then on what's happening with the Chinese tourism market? Well, it's very exciting, actually, Craig. Um, Tourism and migration into Australia were just crushed during the pandemic, obviously went to virtually zero, but we are starting to see tourism arrivals really ramp up. Actually, I was just uh, seeing some stats the other day that flights from China, averaging around nine flights a week, it's now ramping up to 45 flights a week. So very, very significant increase. Alongside New Zealand, China's been a key export market for Aussie tourism, both in terms of number of arrivals and tourism dollars spent. I think it'll take a little bit more time for it to really, really ramp up. But the early signs are very good just simply by those flight numbers. Yeah. All right. Well, let's segue into the aspect of real estate. The Chinese, of course, were big buyers of real estate in Australia. The question is now, will we see the high number of Chinese property investors return to Australia? What do you think? Oh, the short answer is I don't think we're going to see the hype. You know, we won't see back in 2016, it was just Australian property was a really hot commodity, you know, like Chinese dumplings couldn't get enough. But I don't think it's it's uh, it's going to take off. But I do believe it will be another significant force. The main property website in China is called Jiuwei, and they have Australia at the top of the international buying list, followed by the United States and Canada. So all of the travellers' priorities includes visiting family and friends, studying abroad, you know, business, tourism, and property investment. I think we're going to start to see the volume of capital coming into Australia from Chinese start to head up and up. But the main reason it was turned off and the tap was turned off is not just COVID. Australia introduced all of these massive stamp duty surcharges on residential purchases. So it really just turned off the gravy train. The other thing that happened was the political relationship between China and and Australia really cooled as well. So both of those factors really cooled the heels of a lot of Chinese property investors. Mm, Yeah, Scott Morrison, I think, uh, cost uh, plenty of money. Mm. So what impact will this have on Australia's property market, do you think, overall? And will this potentially, this is the really interesting part, reignite developers in getting apartment developments going in areas that were previously not feasible? 
Well, let me just make one point, Craig. I think a lot of people used to think that Chinese buyers were the reason that property prices went up so much. But actually, in fact, it's the complete opposite. Chinese buyers actually enabled a lot of projects to get off the ground. They simply weren't feasible because there just weren't enough buyers around. And that's the problem we have in Australia. We didn't have enough developers building enough stock. So we had a shortage of properties, which then increased prices. In 2016, around 50% of apartment blocks could be sold to overseas buyers. And they were the perfect opportunity to offload property stock for developers. And I often think back to those property expos and those shows where you'd see hordes of Chinese people standing around miniature models of apartments. They'd slap down 10% deposit on the day and they'd buy an apartment. And they were often sold a dream and ended up with a lemon. So I remember going out on one of these boats with all these Chinese agents trying to sell properties. And it was like a fanfare. It was absolutely amazing the way they sold them. I don't think we're going to get quite get back to that frenzied kind of buying again. But I do think that we are going to see a significant impact from Chinese buyers again. You know, Australians want to buy more apartments, especially downsizers and investors with self-managed super funds who can't afford to buy houses at a higher price. So it's really forcing developers to lift their game and deliver much better quality and more attractive housing stock. The other issue that's going to impose or slow down the rate of Chinese buyers, again, is this foreign buyer tax and also what we call the ghost tax. Now, this ghost tax was specifically introduced to stop Chinese investors buying properties and just hanging on to them and not leasing them out. They introduced this tax and it was a vacant property tax that says if you leave your property vacant for more than six months in a year, you'll pay 1% tax on the capital improved value of the land. Those kind of disincentives kept a lot of buyers at bay, but it'd be interesting to see just how it plays out going forward. All right, so let's just have a look at people that are moving back to Australia. What locations and suburbs around Australia do you think are most likely to benefit from this reopening? Well, according to the data, the top five cities is Melbourne, Sydney, Brisbane, Perth and Gold Coast. They're the main targets for Chinese buyers. With all of these students, there's 50,000 students trying to get into Australia. All of those areas, particularly around Sydney and Melbourne, around the key university hubs, that's going to see a dramatic impact. I was talking with a property manager yesterday uh, about leasing out properties in the Zetland area, and they're saying that the rents have jumped between $100 to $150 for a basic two-bedroom apartment. And the other thing is that the Chinese investors, if they're not Australian residents, they can only buy brand new properties with FIRB approval. We might see you know, that return of mum and dad buying the property for their kids. We might see a rise in the demand for commodities, which could result in a spike in prices and really set off that inflationary spiral again. But I do overall think there's going to be a more of a, a return to normality and it's going to be a welcome relief to Australia as we see these supply chains settle themselves, we see international travel, and we're allowed to see the free movement of people and goods right around the world again. Okay, so what are the key factors and observations that people can anticipate from China's reopening position for 2023? Well, Craig, I think China's reopening is just potentially fantastic news for Australia. Financial markets have been concerned that with China reopening, it could be an inflationary force as things like demand for LNG and other commodities is going to surge and and that's going to push gas prices higher in Europe. But thankfully, the weather in Europe has been relatively mild, which has been keeping energy prices a little bit under control. But on the other hand, you've got China shutting down a lot of low-cost production, and that's creating a lot of supply shocks, which drove up that global inflation. 
So I think overall, the resumption of production in China and the easing of supply chains and could actually be a disinflationary force. You know, you're going to have them supplying more iPhones and electric goods and all that sort of thing. For our domestic economy, you know, the return of students, the return of tourists and permanent migrants is a fantastic thing. It's really going to boost demand for our property market and also improve our migration numbers. And it's been pretty tough also for those Australian universities and the tourism sector. But, you know, overall, I think it's a great news story and we can see that light at the end of the tunnel. So I say bring it on. Yes, indeed. So lots to think about. Rich Harvey, thank you so much once again. Thanks, Craig. Good to be with you again. We connect you to the best real estate information across Australia. The Real Estate Podcast. 